Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. Or you can catch us online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, you can go to various social medias, Facebook Live, hello, uh, YouTube Live, uh, Periscope Live, and also my website at www.brotherprater.com. Dot com, and then go to the page where it says Reconnect My Heart Live. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tapanaka Church, while Senior Pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you have in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 
<clears throat> Feel free to come worship with us. We are at 4204 Corner Drive, Dallas, Texas. <coughs> Excuse me. Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. I hope you all are having a great day on this Resurrection Sunday. This may have been an unorthodox uh, way to celebrate uh, Resurrection Sunday, um, being quarantined or locked down, but we're not shut out from praising and worshiping God. So the main thing is, even in this current time, we want to be able to allow this coronavirus to pass. So for us to do what we're supposed to do, staying as much as possible, staying as much as possible. You know, if you need to go somewhere, go come on back. Necessities. And um, my nephew told me earlier, people were going to the park, barbecuing, like it's a family reunion. And I mean, all I can say is we put it out, not we, but, you know, the laws put it out there. You know, the government officials, we need to obey the laws of the land. And most importantly, this is not going to be permanent. But the more that we do the things we're not supposed to do, the more it lingers. Let's go ahead and get rid of this so we can go ahead and go on with our regular schedule program. <clears throat> so um, before we get into the subject, <clears throat> even though this is Resurrection Sunday, I hope you are able to see me. Y'all can get a good laugh if y'all want to. I do have a sense of humor. I'm going old school, vintage. For those that are David W. Carter alumni, uh, this is Cross Colors. This was very popular back in the 90s, like 1990, 91, 92. I'm a class of 91, David W. Carter. Hello, everybody. But I wanted to pull this out. I had to pull this out in the back of the closet, and I can still wear it. But I wanted to pull this out to wear it because this is a throwback, a reflection for us to just think about vintage, reminisce. And we're reminiscing today. We're reminiscing, excuse me, tongue tied. We are reminiscing today on what Jesus did on the cross. He did it, but also he did it for little old you. So this is enough for us to celebrate. Like I said, I've been wanting to wear this for many years, and I found the proper occasion to wear it today on Resurrection Sunday, April the 12th of 2020. So I said all that. I said all that to say this. This is a very joyous occasion. Now, even though we are under uh, uncomfortable situations, hello, Miss Woods, how you doing? Miss Woods and uh, Miss McDuffie, how y'all doing? Uh, even though this is a very uncomfortable situation that we all are facing around the world, but we're not going to let that defeat us. 
what we're going to do, we're going to look beyond the negative and look at the positive. My dad have always said, no matter what situation occurs in life, there's always something good out of every situation. The key thing for us to do is to look for that good. This is uh, part of the things I wanted to bring up on today. Think about it. Are you looking for something to do during this stay-at-home order that we are facing? Many people are bored out of their minds and looking for something constructive to do with their time. Although the lockdown is an inconvenience to many, but you must remember that it will not be like this forever. You must use this time wisely and see this as a great opportunity to develop new skills, sharpen up on your weaknesses, learn more about others as well as yourself, and also seek God, asking God to help you in bringing everything together. Today's show, we will talk about things to do to prepare ourselves for life after this coronavirus in the episode called Preparation for Greatness During the Pandemic. Preparation for Greatness. Preparation for Purpose During the Pandemic. You know, when I began to look at it, and maybe maybe with uh, me and actually my uh, my sister, I was thinking about one of the things that we always did as growing up, even though we may not have had a whole lot, we were never bored. <clears throat> we were always with each other. Sometimes in the midst of, if you want to say us being bored, but we would always do something constructive. And matter of fact, thinking about even when I was wearing this, this vintage, I would think about it. She would say something like, look, throwback don't mean go back, Junebug. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. But um, so, but with, with this pandemic that we are facing and this stay-at-home order that we're in, true enough, there's a lot of things that are going on. There are many businesses that we are so familiar with going to. They're closed. They're closed for our best interest when we really look at it. <clears throat> Unfortunately, there are some people who can't go to the barbershop. I do my own hair, but I need to get me some more clipper blades. So just in case y'all see me in person while this uh, stay-at-home order is uh, going on, just in case you may see some unevenness in my bald head, hey, don't laugh or don't score. I just need to get my blades replaced, but I promise you, once the beauty supply place is open, I will get it done. But in the midst of many things that we can utilize, like I mentioned earlier, uh, utilizing many of the times that we may have, and then, of course, <clears throat> there are some who are essential, essential workers who, you know, they have to go to work. First responders, nurses, uh, law enforcers, also, think about it, grocery stores, there are many people that are going, that are going to work, have, have to go to work. But then there are others 
that can't work. Like I mentioned earlier, barbers. There are some barbers that can't work right now. You know, there are daycares. They're not open. Some of your favorite place to frequent, they're not open. But in the midst of, in the midst of this time that we have, there are some great things that we can get out of it. And even some of the things that I had mentioned earlier. But I'm going to start with this. Look at this. It's not as punishment, but look at this study hall. Look at this time as study hall. One of the things that we always say, we as people, we are divine and we are made to have relationships with one another. Now, even though we may have that uh, as a social distance, they call it social distance because they want to make sure that we're not closer than six feet with each other because they want to make sure <clears throat> you want to make sure that when you're around someone that just in case they may spit or whatever, that is not in the area where it would land or contact you. So that's totally understandable. But even though we may have social distance, that's physical, but not emotional, not mental, not even spiritual. That's physical distance that we have to think about. So with that relationship, there are four types of relationships that we all must have in order for us to be balanced, in order for us to be the men and ladies that God wants us to be, but also have what? Balance. Balance with boundaries. The first relationship in this time is develop your relationship with God. <clears throat> Today, Resurrection Sunday, is a great opportunity for you, just in case you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, accept him as Lord and Savior over and in your life. This is a great opportunity because this Resurrection Sunday is the foundation of our Christian faith. We had a study uh, in Sunday school online today, and um, some people will look at, well, what's the difference between Christmas and Easter, which was spoken earlier? But you think about it, when we celebrate Christmas, Christmas, of course, we celebrate him, the birth of Jesus Christ. It may not be the exact day, but it's the time set aside for us to commemorate the the birth of Jesus Christ. Okay, but with the Resurrection Sunday, we're celebrating him being risen, him being risen, because even though, let's just say for for Christmas, let's just say him, uh, Jesus being born. Okay, that's fine then. He was born. But even if he was born, if he did not die and was raised up, we as human beings would have been lost. So you think about it. Even though there are many people in the Bible, they woke up from death. They woke up, um, but only one was resurrected, and that resurrection came from Jesus Christ. Now, Lazarus, 
and so a few more of this, two more that end up dying, but God raised them up. But get this, eventually, even though they were raised up from the dead, eventually they did die because they're no longer existed. But Jesus was the only one that was resurrected. That means because he was resurrected, he don't have to die anymore. So Jesus Christ is our rock of our salvation. <clears throat> and if we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, he was born of a virgin. He knew no sin. He had no sin. Also for us to not just know, accept him as our Lord and Savior for us to have eternal life, but also he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. That means eternal life and, look, godly living here on earth. So it's good for us to get ready to go to heaven. Yeah, but guess what? God wants you to have some heaven here, right here on earth. Think about it. We have someone that we can talk to that's our Savior. You know, so a lot of time, well, I'm going to say it like this. Well, we got to remember, he's approachable. Yeah, and he's concerned about you. He's concerned about Y-O-U. So what we have to think about, we serve we serve a Savior that's concerned about everything pertaining to us. So there's nothing that God does not care about pertaining to you. He cares about Y-O-U. But what we have to remember, we have to remember just as much, just as much we read about him and how much he cared for others in the Bible. He raised you know, he raised some from the dead. He healed those. He listened. He ministered to those. Don't you know, he didn't just stop then. He wanted to do it for you. So that's what we have to remember. Jesus Christ loved you, and he wanted to have a relationship with you. So that's the first relationship that we have to look at, and also even for us to be able to uh, either develop or work on during this uh, pandemic. The relationship with God. Now, also, the second relationship, relationship with family. Even though we may not be able to go to each other's house right now like we desire, but what you have to look at, slide over. What you have to look at, you have to look at, you can call. And especially those who may be computer savvy or have a smartphone, you can video chat. Listen, this is not, I'll probably say, we can be very creative. We can be very creative when times come, but we have to take the initiative. So that does not mean that it's the time for us to uh, be isolated or just because, good example, like my dad. You know, my dad, um, especially when I'm getting off work or whatever, I can see him, but what I do have to do is make sure when I'm going up his porch, I always take my shoes off, my work shoes off, and then I talk to him through the screen. <clears throat> Be creative. We can do that. But, like I said, those who may have smartphones, you can video chat. You know, we got to be creative, but we have to take the initiative. In other words, how bad do you want it? Even though you may not be able to do what you would normally do, 
But God will help you to be very creative. God will give you some idea for you to do. You're like, oh, and guess what? You can go old school. Pen and paper, write a letter. You can do that. So there are many ways we could do even as far as building that relationship or having that relationship with family. So first one, relationship with God. The second one, relationship with family. The third one is social interaction. That means people outside of your family. Now, I know right now, like I said, things can be difficult because, well, you know, this is social distance. Like I said, the same things that I mentioned earlier about doing with family, you can do with your friends. Excuse me. And also, even where y'all looking at me right now, you're on social media. You can get on social media with your family or with your friends. And I know some people, well, you know, I don't like to deal with uh, social media. Certain ones, they they just the devil. Well, it ain't the devil. It's the people that's behind it or who may be on the page you're looking at. But that's the thing. You control what you watch. You don't like what you like. If you don't like what you're seeing, don't follow them. Don't friend them. You can do that. Everything on there ain't bad. It's just like television. Listen, just like television where you're able to check out whatever channel you would like to have on your TV. You can program it by memory, whatever channel that you like to watch. And if it's a channel you don't like to watch, then you don't even have to have it in the memory. When you are putting the channels on your TV, it scans. And if you if you want to omit one, you have the option to omit or delete a particular channel. So that way, you don't even have to browse through it. You just put it in the memory, delete, omit. And even though other people may have access to look at it, but because it's your TV and you choose to have it programmed on whatever you want to watch, other people may be looking at that channel. But it won't even register on your TV because you chose to omit it. Same thing with Facebook or Instagram or um, uh, Twitter, whoever. <clears throat> you have the option. So these are some of the things that we can do and utilize because there are some people, and let's be real, there are some people that you may have within your circle you're very close to. You may be closer to them than your own family. But there are people that we are trusting. There are people that we need to trust. But most importantly, with those that we need to trust, make sure that they have earned their trust, not just given it. So with that, being able to have that balance of four relationships. Number one, relationship with God. Number two, relationship with family. Number three, social interaction. And the number one, the fourth relationship, and like I said, four parts is 25%. First of all, God is always number one. But the relationship with God, relationship with family, social interaction, that means people outside of your family, and then also the relationship with yourself. This is the time for you to be able to 
Um, have you a mental or emotional or spiritual sabbatical or refreshment? The reason why I said that, and I really want to emphasize about this fourth relationship, because there's so many people, they have put other people before them, and they have put their needs last, or they have not even acknowledged their needs. They are dry haven. There are some, they are, are, they are spent. They are drained. They're so used to being busy for other people that they have omitted themselves. Matter of fact, even some right now, there are some that are experiencing an emptiness syndrome. Well, they may have children, they may have family, but they've been so used to being busy and doing for so many others. But now we got this stay-at-home order, and it's driving them crazy. They don't know what to do because they're so used to being busy for other people. Now they got to deal with the person that they've been running from themselves. This is the time for us to examine ourselves. Are there any things that we're dealing with that we have omitted? <clears throat> if there are any things that we're that we're dealing with that we have failed to acknowledge, failed to deal with, think about it. There are things that are going on in our life, and sometimes the busyness of life can really run rapid that you end up thinking that today is Tuesday and come to find out today is Sunday, three weeks later. I mean, those that know me, I know for a fact. There are times that, you know, I have allowed myself to be busy. I know that. And especially, you know, what I do, work, go see my son and other things. But what I what I had to learn was make sure I had that balance. And no matter what, of course, I be busy or whatever, but I always make sure I have that balance where it's time with myself, but also time with me and God. There are times, especially when I'm commuting to go see my son when I leave work, it's about an hour drive. So what I do, sometimes I don't talk on the phone. I just listen. Sometimes I talk to God. Sometimes God talks to me. Sometimes I speak to myself. Yes, talk to myself. Because I want to know about me. I love to learn about people. I love to be there for people. I love to listen to people. But most importantly, minister to people. But I refuse to minister to others and, and omit to minister to myself. And, and this is not just being a preacher. It's just me being a human being. We have to be able to be replenished because at work, in life, it's tearing us. It's pulling on us. It's nudging on us. And sometimes if you wait for somebody to give you what you need, sometimes they may not give you what you need, but they give you what they want you to have. And sometimes it ain't enough. Sometimes it's the wrong product. You up here dying of thirst, and they give you a piece of chicken. Okay, you ain't hungry. You're thirsty. But they give you what they want you to have. Or, let's think about this. You're thirsty, but they give you a cold beer. You don't drink beer, but you need something to drink. Hey, but look, this is what I drink, so you drink it. No. You know what you need, but most importantly, God knows what you need. <clears throat> so what you have to do, you have to understand who you are. You have, to be, you have to understand who you are so you can be of service to others. You are no good for others if you're no good for yourself and to yourself. 
So this is the time for us to regroup. Look, get this. Look, get this right here in between your head. Get this right for us to be able to whew, have that mental rest. You know, one of the things they always say, hey, use your head for more than a punching bag. You got to be able to look, hit the reset button. Those that are computer savvy, as long as you keep your computer running, let's just say you keep your your computer on for a whole week, it never cuts off. What you're doing, you run it on a program that's a week old. So what you need to do, you might have to press the refresh button. Refresh or restart. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to hit the refresh or the restart button. Even for you to get some rest. Rest does your body good, does your mind good. When you've been uh, sleep deprived, what happened, it's like you run on old data. It's like, and I know myself, I've experienced it. It's like your days get bunched up. It's like when you rest it, everything is organized. Everything is structured, you know. But when you've been sleep deprived, it's like it's clutter. It's a mental clutter. It's an emotional clutter. Even it's a spiritual clutter. It's like you you can't think. And, you know, even when you're sleep deprived, you can't go against nature. Your body will shut down on you in the blink of an eye. You can listen. I found that you could be driving, you could be you could be up, and your body be sleep, because mentally, it's like your mind is like drifting off. Have you ever driven? You be so tired, you're driving, and then all of a sudden you realize, hey, how did I get here? You were not aware of how far you went because you were not conscious, because your mind was quote unquote sleep deprived. And I, I saw this on TV some years ago. They were doing a study as far as sleeping, uh, driving while you're sleeping. And there was the driver, he was a news anchorman, and he was driving. But because he was sleep deprived, it was just like him being asleep behind the wheel. And that's, that's very dangerous. And I know, like I said, I'm not just talking to you all. I'm speaking to myself. I've gotten a whole lot better. I had to be more responsible and make sure that I balance my time where I don't put myself in some harm's way. I'm not doing that for myself. I'm not doing that for Dylan's daddy, D.D. Dylan's daddy. So what we have to do, even for me to be able to practice what I preach, I could not effectively tell you to do something I'm, I'm failing to do myself. So that's something that we have to work on, being obedient and do it. So with that, being able to find out what your interests are, find out, you know, who are you? You know, if we ask, if we ask ourselves or someone would ask us, hey, who are you? Most of the time we tell people not who we are, but we tell them what we do. We tell people what we do, but they didn't ask us what we do. They asked us who we are. And most of the time, we don't know who we are. We don't know who we are in relation to God. We don't know who we are in relation with ourselves. All we talk about is who we are to other people. 
And if we talk about who we are to other people, then that requires people to be in our life for us to depend upon them to validate who we are. But can you answer yourself, who are you? Who are you? Do you know who you are? That's something that we have to ask ourselves. Do we know who you are? Yes. So with that, for us to know who we are, know who we are in our side of God, and also knowing who God is. One of the things I always say, when we know who God is and we seek God for his identity, as we're seeking God for his identity, he will reveal what our identities are. But also, like I said, for you to find out what what you like, what are your interests, what makes you happy, what hobbies you like to do, what skills do you have? <clears throat> you know, I, as as I get older, I begin to think more. <clears throat> I get this from my daddy, <clears throat> but I believe in carrying a spiral in a pen at all times. Do a self-analysis on yourself. Find out what do you like to do. Find out what would you do if you can do a career or a task, a job, and you can do it and money was no object, what would you like to do? Write it down. What are you good at? Time for you to be able to exercise those things. Because get this, this lockdown not going to be forever. And you've been asking God, God, I'm searching for my purpose. God, I need to know what I need to do. And God, I want you to guide me and lead me. Okay. But how in the world are you going to know the character or the identity of God? Sometimes it takes a shut-in. Sometimes it takes the riffraff. Sometimes it takes the non-believers to leave out, the doubters, the negative people to leave out for you to have some time with you and God, but also not just you and God, but also yourself. This is time for you to know and learn who you are. Now, true enough, to each his own, each one of us have at least one gift. Okay, hello, hello, hello. Okay. Okay, like. Two, three, four, one, two. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. My battery went out on me. I should have checked it before I got on here. But all that being said, we're so busy. And God wants us to understand, like I said, we have at least one gift or one talent. Find out what you're good at. Asking God to, hey, look here, God reveal. I don't know. And like I said, a lot of times we asking God, God reveal, God show me, and God allow a situation to come. And sometimes during it, during crisis or during conflict, what happens? It exposes our character. <coughs> me, it exposes our character. It exposes our talent, our gift, and our skills. Think about it. I was just a while ago, as I was looking at. Sometimes conflict or hard times reveal our skills. Think about Gilligan's Island. I know 
these are characters, but when you look at it, persons, they were on that ship, the ship wrecked. Each person had his own gift, talent, niche, but they all were shipwrecked. A lot of times when situations occur, it exposes, it sometimes God will put you in a position where it pushes you to showcase the skill that he has already given you. In other words, he wants you to tap into it. Sometimes we have been so fearful to step out. Sometimes sometimes God telling us to step out on a leap of faith, and we scared to jump off. And then all of a sudden, if we won't jump off, sometimes God would allow whoop, the plank to come from under our feet. You understand? So the question is, what are you going to do? This is a great opportunity. Like I said, even though what we're dealing with, we all are dealing with it, but some people are dealing with other things beside the shutdown, the lockdown. But you always keep a pen and paper with you at all times, especially when you go to bed. Before you go to bed, you get up, say, you, you know, you get ready to say your prayers, and before you get in that bed, you find your pen and paper. So that way, you write whatever God has given you when you first wake up. Sometimes we are so busy in the daytime that God has to minister to us at nighttime. And sometimes I know it's easy for us to say, well, you know, when we get up, oh, I can remember, I can remember that's the biggest trick that we end up falling for. We ain't going to remember it. So what happened? We end up forgetting it. Sometimes it can be so simple. Sometimes when we got to look at God will speak to us in simplicity. And sometimes we think because it's so simple. Oh, yeah, I remember it. And then one thing leads to another. We forget. And we're like, oh, man, oh, man. So what you need to do when you're in a situation like that, you repent. You ask God to forgive you. And you ask him to bring it back to your remembrance. And a lot of times he'll do it. Sometimes he may not do it the exact time, but when he, but when you need it, he'll bring it right back up. But what we have to do, we have to remember to make it a practice to write it down. Write it down. Along with evaluating yourself, like I said, find out, find out what you're good at. Find out uh, and even be able to learn from your mistakes. This is time for you to be able to learn from the mistakes of your past. Sorry, I'm getting the halls caught up. But find out what your niche is. Find out, you know, the mistakes that you've made in the past. Did you learn from it? What did you learn from it? If you learned anything from it, what did you learn from it? Because you have to be able to trace. You made a mistake. And whatever it is, you made a mistake or you made the wrong choice or made the wrong decision. And then you ask God to help you to understand why you made that particular choice. Because as long as you don't understand why you don't you made that uh, wrong choice, as long as you don't recognize why you, you, you might make it again, you're doomed to make it again. You have to understand where it went wrong, guys. You think about it. Asking God to help you to understand where it went wrong at, and then take your time the next time 
take your time for you to be aware of where you made the error so you won't make it again. One thing they always say, do it slow enough where you can be able to practice so that way when you do it in full speed mode or in real time, it comes natural and you won't make that mistake. See, when you make a mistake, when you do something one time, it's a mistake. You do something twice, a more it's a habit. And sometimes it's wrong. But God wants us to use wisdom and for us to be able to understand where we went wrong so we can get it right. So with that being said, for us to be able to get the understanding that is needed, because being real with you, it don't take God long to move. God can say right now, okay, the pandemic is over. Okay, now, what you going to do? When it comes down to the purpose and plan that God has for you, you don't have time to, you don't have time to prepare when he say go. You got to already be prepared so you can go. You got to be ready. You have to be ready because if you're trying to prepare yourself when you see an opportunity that God has or a win of opportunity God has made, you're already too late. You have to do your part in being ready. So when the opportunity comes, you can take the ball and run. There's an old song by the Mighty Clouds of Joy came out in 1980 on an album called Cloudburst. And it says, I made a step. And it says, if you make one step, he'll make two. But while we waiting on God to make the two steps, he waiting on you to make the first step. God not going to make two steps or one step until you make the first step. That first step is being prepared. Preparation. Readiness. Listen. When a fire truck leaves, look, it's already parked. A lot of times it's parked where it can go ahead and just shoot out right out the fire truck. Excuse me, right out the fire station. They're ready. See, a lot of times they have the, they already have their clothes, you know, their equipment in the truck or over here on the side. So right when they hit that button, dun, 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 they already ready. They got to be in readiness mode at all times. <clears throat> Same with you. You got to be ready. But my question is, are you ready? You got to ask yourself, are you ready? Because if you're not, then you end up missing out on what God has for you and the opportunity he has for you. So you have to make sure that when it's time comes for you to say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm gone. You can do it. So with that being said, we want to ask God to help us to be aware of the moves that he's making for us so that way we can go ahead and choop, take the ball and run. And like I said, this is a great opportunity where if you look at it, the Great Depression happened many, many, many years ago before my lifetime. But with that Great Depression, during that Great Depression, it created a lot of multimillionaires, even billionaires. During the hardship, during the struggle, get this, 
even during hardship, I found out the stock market, a lot of times it plummets. But is that the time that you sell your stock? That's the time that you buy in. You buy when it's low and you sell it when it's high. In other words, when it's low, it's affordable. You have made investments when it's dirt cheap. So when when that stock market raises back up, what you have invested, now it has become profitable. You have made profit off of your investment. Your investments have become profitable. So now we're not only looking at it from a financial standpoint, but we excuse me, but we're talking about skill. We're talking about so many other things. What you're dealing with right now, what are you investing? And like I said, more than just finances. But in your time of investing, realize what we're dealing with right now, we won't be dealing with this forever. Seize the opportunity by first making your greatest investment, invest in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And then also for you to be able to just have that time for you to have that study hall time, the study period. Learn yourself. Learn who you are. And as you begin to seek God, he will reveal to you everything that you need. He will reveal those things. But you have to mean business. And look, understand your purpose, but also your motive. So many people, well, you know, I want to be a multimillionaire so I can, you know, so I can put my cousin uh, in a brand new house, put my cousin in a brand new house, put my uncle in this, and okay, you're doing that for everybody else. But what are you doing for yourself? Listen, my dad had said this as a, when I was a kid. He said, save a dry stick for a wet day. <clears throat> in other words, this is time for us to be saving. We can save some money. Save our time. Evaluate your time. When I went through um, some hardship years ago, it made me do something that I haven't, in my first time actually doing it, <clears throat> I took inventory of the time that I would use when I would deal with people, I know some people, well, what is that? <clears throat> it made me realize there were some people that I was entertaining that were time wasters. There are so many people, and th- this is just me. <clears throat> we, have to, we have to take inventory of other people that we listen to. There are some people, they just want to vent. Get this. Ain't nothing wrong with having a friendship where you can just talk. That's fine and dandy. <clears throat> But your time should be where if people want to use your time, they should be able to hear your words or encouragement or or advice. Get this. If somebody is always asking you for money, do you have a right to give them some advice? Yes. Now, it's one thing. We all have had some type of hardship. Understandable. We all have had. But when someone consistently come to you every Thursday and they've been going to you every Thursday or every other Thursday for six months. Yes, you have a right 
to, hey, can I give you some advice? No, no, I don't want, I don't want you to tell me nothing. Oh, the devil is a lie. Look here. Where my money goes is where my word goes. If you don't want my words, you can't have my money. That's finances with money, your time, your skills, or talents. You have to be a better steward. When people just think about stewardship pertaining to finances. No, they pertain to everything. Your time, your talents, all these things I had mentioned earlier. But you have to start observing the people that you frequent or that you entertain. Because there are some people, listen, there are some people that will still stay in the same rut. And a lot of times we end up supporting people who like that kind of rut. And sometimes they don't understand or sometimes they choose to not do better because we always come into the rescue of them. But God wants you to understand, you know what, you're wasting your time. I, I don't know if I said this a couple of weeks ago or not, but years ago, I used to always speak to this particular person on a Saturday on my day off. And I would spend sometimes two, two and a half hours on the phone with them, talking to them, encouraging them. And then I realized Every time I would do that, I'd be wasting my time. I would call them. I would pray for them. I would do all that stuff. This person had heart condition and high cholesterol and uh, all these other ailments. And they continue to keep eating pork chops, greasy pork chops. And I ain't just talking about one. We talking about three and four of them. And yeah, yeah, I would tell them, yeah, yeah, I know I need to do better. I know that devil, he just... And so finally, after maybe I can't remember how long it's been because it's been so long ago, <clears throat> but I know I did that for over a month and a half. So finally, it dawned on me. I'm wasting my time. I'm fasting. I'm praying. And even while I'm fasting and praying for them, they were eating the ham sandwich, raising their blood pressure up. And they would tell me, sometimes that person would deliberately take nitroglycerin pills. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know I need to do better. I'm like, no, wait a minute. So finally, years later, I've heard this person was telling somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brother Prater used to call me and encourage me, but he stopped. I said, yeah, I stopped because you're not listening to what I tell you. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. There are some people, you just have to call it what it is. Some people like that stuff, and some people just like to hear themselves talk. Some people just love to be entertained. Look here. Your time is too valuable. You have to be mindful of the people that you allow in your circle or in your ears. So even right now, as you get ready to um, endure this lockdown, this shutdown, whatever it is, my question to you is, what are you going to do? In the midst of all this, what are you going to do about it? In the midst of you, you might be at home. Listen, and there's so many times we sit at home, we'll watch TV. And this is just me. This is just me. This is my, this is just, I am. 
TV is okay. But while I'm sitting watching TV, I'm asking God, God, what is it that you want me to do where people can see me on TV? And I, it's, it's, I know that sound, but it's, I'm not talking about just getting on TV. That means nothing. The key thing is for you to be useful in whatever that God has for you to do or to be in, for you to be able to help others, help more people. How are you going to be able to be effective? And even how are you going to be able to be in a position where you can be able to advance God's kingdom? That's the main thing. That's the main thing we have to do. We have to think about advancing God's kingdom. God, where is the audience that you want me to be at? How can I be of service to you? But also, where do you want me to exercise my gift, my talents? These are the things that we have to think about. So as we get ready to just reflect, just take the time, take the time for you to be able to just think. So like I said, so many people, they're so busy. They're so busy, their their brain is just fried, just fatigued. When was the last time you had a mental break? When was the last time you had a mental break instead of a mental breakdown? There are people that have experienced more breakdowns than mental breaks. So many people, they like I said, they're they're so comfortable in what they're doing for other people. But they're failing to do what they're supposed to do for God and also for themselves. And for you not to feel guilty, for you to be able to have some time for you. You got to be able to be good to yourself and treat yourself, like I always say, with with boundaries in a healthy way. Like I mentioned earlier, you got to have that relationship. 25, 25, 25, 25. There are four relationships, relationship with God, relationship with family, social interaction, people outside of your family, and relationship with yourself. If you have any of those components missing, you will have an imbalanced person. Let's just say I have 95% relationship with God, but I'm no good to God and for God if I don't know how to deal with people. <laughs> I'm no good for God or for myself if I don't know how to have a healthy relationship with other people. But also, if I don't know how to have a relationship with myself, I have to be able to understand who I am in God's eyesight, not in other people's eyesight. My motive should not be to be that for people, I should be whatever I need to be for God. And as I am in God and to God, then the real me will be displayed. But so many people, they are fake. Let's keep it real. They're fake. And the reason why I said that because <clears throat> they are who people want them to be. Or they are who they think people want them to be. But they're not who God wants them to be. <clears throat> so we have to recognize who we are in the eyesight of God. We have to understand who we are to God and through God, for God. 
And as long as we are omitting that, we will not fulfill the purpose and plan that he has for us. We won't be living our abundant abundant life. We'll be living somebody else's life that they want us to live. And it's a lot of times the total opposite of what God wants us to live. <clears throat> so we have to understand who we are in God. And as long as who we are in God, as long as we know who we are in God, then God will display the character, that talent, that gift that he has invested into us. Hello, my friend, Mr. Stephen Handyman. The Stephen Handyman, man, love you dearly. We have to know who we are in God. And you know what? You'd be surprised. When you tap into the purpose and plan that God has for you, oh my goodness. It's like you could do it in your sleep. See, when your purpose has met your reality, it's like, wow. It's like a wow moment. You get fueled and refueled and refilled. What you do gives you life. But as long as you're doing what other people want you to do and it's the opposite of what God wants you to do, it's not giving you life. It's giving you death. That death simply means death means simply means separation. It can be separation from God. It can be separation from the God purpose that He has for you. It can be separation from yourself, your true self, your true self. So, what God has instilled in you, like I said, when your purpose have met your reality. It flows. It's a stream. It's it's something that you wake up looking forward to. You excited. My uncle said this years ago. He looks forward to waking up every morning because he's doing what he loves. He look listen. He can wake up before the alarm clock wakes him up. You love what you're doing. It's just like a child being excited to wake up Christmas morning. Every day could be Christmas for you when you're seeking the purpose and plan that God has for you and you're accomplishing it. You know, God has so much for us, and he doesn't want us to live this life trying to figure it out when God has just told him to see him. The Bible tells us, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. That means all these things shall chase you down. You don't have to look for things. They'll come look for you. You don't have to look for that husband. The husband come look for you. Because you're in the place that God told you to be in. But as long as we're outside of the places that God told us to be, what happens, God is sending the blessings. God is sending the promises. But guess what? We moved residents. And a lot of times, sometimes the blessing that is going to our old residents, sometimes it will not be forwarded to our new residents. The person that's in place end up getting it. The person that's in our place end up getting what God has for us. We got to keep it real. God wants us to be obedient and trust him. 
in every area of our lives. And so now for those who are um, first-time viewers, knowing what I've been doing at 9 o'clock, I always have the prayer vigil. And so what I wanted to do for today, I wanted to make sure, even as we on this show, talking about preparation for purpose during this uh, pandemic, I wanted to make sure that we tie in prayer because that's what's going to help us during this time. And one of the things I always say, God has led me to have a prayer vigil pertaining to this coronavirus or any other thing that may be on our hearts and minds. You know, it's nothing too hard for God. And even as you begin to seek God for your purpose, the plan that he has for you, seek him, talk to him about it. He cares. But realize, I don't care who you are. I don't care how gifted or how talented you are. You can't do it without the empowerment of God himself. We can't do it and be effective in the purpose and plan that he has for us until we are obedient and submissive to his will. God has so much for us, but God wants us to stop dragging our feet and he wants us to trust him. He wants us to utilize this time. We he, Listen, even in this time, the time is not lost time. It's not wasted time. It's not a waste. This is the time for us to be able to get our act together and trust God and seek God like never before. <clears throat> so for those who may be having things on their mind, on their heart, we're going to give it to God. The Bible tells us that we should cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. He loves us. That means just dump it off on him. But also, just in case those who may be watching, any other issues that you may have on your heart or mind, we're going to give it to God. <clears throat> Realize that nothing too hard for God. Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we're coming to you right now, God. We need you like never before, God. We need you. We want you in our lives, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to come in, help and heal, deliver, set free your people right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. Even during this coronavirus, God, we're speaking, God, that you bring healing upon the land. First of all, God, we repent before you, God. There's anything that we said or done or thought or felt that was unlike you, God. We ask you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We're coming to you right now, God. Ask you, Lord, to bring healing upon the land, God. God, you're the only one that can do it, God. God, we're speaking right now, God. For those that may be in the hospital room, God, Touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, that you clear the lungs, God. God, we speak, God, that you remove the, the, the pneumonia, God, any fluid that's in the lungs, built up in the lungs, God. We speak, God, that you move it out right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God, even pertaining to the bronchial tubes, God, those who may be dealing with uh, um, respiratory problems, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you reduce the swelling, God, and bring it back to normal right now, God. Bring healing upon the lungs, upon the body, God. Every aching pain right now, God, help us, God, to be overcome by it, God. Help us to overcome it, God, even the fever right now, God. 
We thank you for the healing right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. Those who may be seeking your purpose, your plan, what you have for us to do and be, God. We're speaking, God, that you reveal, God, and give your people their desire to be obedient to you, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And we bind everything the devil stand for, we send it back to the pits of hell right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for favor, God. We thank you, Lord, for redeeming us right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak it right now, God. There are those right now, God, that's dealing with domestic violence, God, even during this pandemic situation. God, we're speaking, God, that you bring deliverance right now, God, protection right now, God. God, we even speaking, God, for those who may be harming your children, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you let justice be served right now. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you give them that desire to get it right, to quit. But, God, even those who may be victims of domestic violence, God, God, plan a way of escape and help them to be aware of that escape route. We're speaking right now, God. We're speaking right now, God. God, I'm tired of seeing like young ladies getting hurt, beat up, killed. God, even guys is getting hurt or beat up or killed. But God, they did not give life. You gave life. So God, help your people to understand. Help the people to understand, God, that they were not designed to use people as a punching bag. God, we know that there's a demon that's out there right now. So, God, we're speaking right now against that demon right now. God, we're speaking, God, for the women, God, to be aware of that demon and avoid it. God, we're speaking, God, for the guys to be aware of that demon and avoid it right now. God, we're speaking right now, God. Those who may be involved in domestic violence right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God. Let them know, God, that it's not their fault. But God, help them understand that their identity, not because of, or not through what happened, but the identity that you have made them, God, in spite of what the enemy or what other people try to do to tarnish their look, their self-esteem. We're speaking right now, God. You develop, you groom their self-esteem. You raise them up from every toxic relationship. Even right now, God, there's someone that I see right now in my heart right now, God. Help them to understand that their relationship that they're in right now, it is not of you. It is not your will. God, you did not design for toxic relationships. You did not design some like dysfunctional relationship. God, there's somebody, there's a female right now, God. She's been in a relationship that she heard of you. She's known of you. She even has seek you, but she did what's not of you. She's doing what she thinks she can do to make him love her more. But God, we know, God, that nobody can change anybody. So God, help her to understand and help her, God, to get out of that relationship because you do not authorize it. Love does not hurt. Love is not painful. True love, true love comes from you. So, God, help her, God, to love you and also to love herself, God. God, we even speaking, God, for those who may be putting their children in harm's way, even to save a relationship so they won't be lonely. God, we even speaking right now, God, that you touch her heart and let her know, God, 
That stronghold got to go. That witchcraft, that soul ties got to be broken. Help her to understand, God, who you are, God, and help her to understand, God, the love that you have for her, God, will supersede any relationship that she could ever fathom. But God, help her, God, to be healed by every from every broken relationship, every toxic relationship. Even those who may be thinking that if they have sex with them, it will make them love them. But God, that is not your will. Any relationship that will cause some person to step outside of your will is not your will. So God, we ask you to minister. So give her that desire to see those red flags right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we speak it right now, God. Even right now, God. Even during this pandemic, God. God, we ask you to open up a shelter, God. Provide a shelter for those who may be in fear for their life to get out. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for executing it, God. God, we speaking, God, even to those who may be on the streets, God. God, we speaking, God, that did you give them shelter, God. First of all, God, not just physical shelter, but emotional shelter spiritual shelter. God, help them to understand your purpose and plan. Even for the guys, God, who may be doing those ungodly things, God, we speak in God, that you give them that desire to get it right with you. And even in getting it right with you, it does not mean that they're going to get it right with that person they have harmed. But most importantly, God, help them to understand if they if they really love that person, they will let them go. If they really love that person, they have to love they have to love themselves first. So God, we ask God to help your people right now, God. God, we even holding up each and every like a domestic violence group right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you give them the skills and the wisdom, God, to minister, God, to those who are lost, those who are in danger, God. We speak, we holding them up right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking right now, God, for those who have even been hurt by church people. We speaking, God, that you hear their heart right now. Help them to understand it wasn't church hurt, it was people's hurt. So God, help them to understand that we are the church. Help them to understand, God, that our eyes should be fixated on you. And I know that there are people that are supposed to be representative that may have disappointed us. But even if they have disappointed us by their behavior, God, it would not disappoint us in our relationship with you. So, God, help us, God, to be fixated on you, God, and even having it as a teachable moment to help other people who may have been hurt. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do, God. We thank you, Lord, for peace. We thank you, Lord, for great quality rest. We thank you, Lord, for being favorable. We thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. We thank you, Lord, even someone, God, we speak of that you're not the house right now, God. Anoint their house right now in the name of Jesus. We bind every witchcraft spirit right now, like the manipulation. We bind that spirit of manipulation. We bind that witchcraft spirit right now. We bind that manipulative spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Every rebellious spirit, we bind it and send it back to the pits of hell right now in the name of Jesus. In the name, it looks like somebody even trying to put spells upon people. We break the devil's back on that right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
God, we speaking, God, that you taste the taste of narcotics out of their mouths right now. In the name of Jesus, weed right now. In the name of Jesus, drugs, any pills, anything that like has been an addiction. We send it back to the pits of hell. We speaking, God, that you give them that desire. Give them that desire to give it up. That is not your will. God, our bodies is the temple that you dwell in. So help us, God, to be a better steward with the temple that you reside in right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for a great crowd to raise. We thank you, Lord, for a successful week right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Like somebody, I'm going to give him an opportunity in case somebody want to say something. I see somebody on the air right now. I'm going to give him a quick opportunity, quick if you want to say something. Hello, hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. I, I just okay. tuned in, so I was just listening to you pray. Yes. Hello? Um, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. If there's anything specific that um you want prayer for or you just listen, feel free to share at this time. Yeah, I uh, would like you to pray for for families and uh, families who have experienced loss in this time that God would heal and restore them and uh, for families in general that we will all ask ourselves who this day we would serve and that Within our own families, those who whose hearts are far from God, that it will be a time for everybody to turn to God. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, we'll even do that right now, and we're even praying right yeah. now, even as this situation with the coronavirus and everything, even with the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn it for our good. Where it's an opportunity for us to bond as family, as friends, most importantly, as children of God. So God, even right now, God, show yourself strong on the behalf of the believers, God. Those who may not even be saved, those who may not even be delivered, God, give them that desire, God, to seek you and to receive you, God. And even those who are believers of you, God, help us, God, to be the representative, God, that will draw people to you instead of pushing them away from you, God. So, God, we're speaking right now, God, even with this young lady's family, God, and even the families that are on her heart right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you encourage them right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you strengthen them, God. Even the families who have lost things, even those who have lost not just finances, but even pertaining to losing loved ones, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. The bereaved family, God. Those who are hurting right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you supply not only their needs, but even their desires right now, God. And God, bring this to pass right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Look like somebody even with schooling, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, 
someone who may be having a hard time with schooling or look like maybe trying to make a decision with school right now, God. We speak, God, that you give them give them the wisdom, God, to choose, God, and give them the place that they need to be at, God, and help them, God, to receive it right now, God. We speak, God, there's someone that's at a crossroad, God. Who are trying to make a decision right now, God? God, we speaking God that you give them the answers and make it plain right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, what you're gonna do, and we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this right now. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 I want to thank each and every one who tuned in, and I hope and pray that you all really, really, really understand that this time right here is very, very crucial for us to be able to really utilize the time to seek God like never before. So for those who um, first-time viewers, questions, comments, if you just want to um, um, uh, tell me about future episodes that you want to talk about, feel free to contact me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, Brother B-R-O-T-H-E-R Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. On Facebook, you will see my daily devotions and um, videos and on my website, which is www.brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotions, the upcoming events, and also personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book, of my website where you can purchase my book called A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, for men, excuse me, for women, for them to be able to understand the responsibilities of a man and also to understand and know the qualities of a potential future husband and or Father to presence of future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Make My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.
shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing. 